Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Part three of the Know Your Podcast, Know Yourself. In this show, this episode is going to be all about eliminating bad sounds. How we eliminate the bad sounds from our show. Because understanding that we all have bad sounds. Every single podcast out there, even the super duper professional podcasts, have bad sounds. For example, That would be an example of a bad sound. Can you eliminate that from your show? That's what we want to do. We always focus on having great audio, but we don't really talk about how to get rid of bad audio. So I want to give you some very specific advice you can do. The whole idea for this series is it's about, it's a better sort of resolution. I don't want you to make a resolution to make your podcast great. I want you to have resolutions. I want you to go back and re-examine what's happening with your podcast so that you do better next year, which is just around the corner. How does one identify and eliminate bad audio? Well, there's three things I want to talk about on on the program today. I want to talk about the way overall your show sounds, and a lot of that has to do with your microphone, your recording environment, and your voice. That's what we're going to focus our time and attention on today. So let's talk about microphones. I'm just going to say it, and I've said it several times. I do not care what microphone you use as long as it sounds good. I'm going to modify that as long as it doesn't sound bad, because this is about eliminating bad noises. Sure, you could buy a Sure SM7B, the nice big fat microphone I'm talking into right now, but that's not a cheap microphone. Good sound, great sound, actually. But the best microphone that you have is the one that you have. (laughs) The one that you have, but I'm going to modify that, that doesn't sound bad. If you're using a cheapo gamer mic or your podcast has been running for a year and you have no idea what type of microphone it is that you're talking into and you don't really care, you might be getting some bad sounds. Maybe not. Maybe not. You got to listen and make that determination if it's bad or not. But the best thing you can do is other than knowing what kind of microphone you have is making sure you're talking into the microphone the right way. Yes, there are right ways and wrong ways to talk into this magic talking stick we call a microphone. Distance has something to do with that. How far away from the microphone you are when you talk into it. But also where you talk into the microphone. A lot of people use a microphone called a a Yeti. Made by Snowball. Blue Blue Yeti is what it's called. They used to make a Snowball. And it's a lovely looking R2-D2 little microphone, and it does a good job. It's not a great microphone, but it's not a bad microphone. The electronics are quite good. A lot of people use it the wrong way. They talk into the top of the microphone, like I'm talking into this. But the Yeti is not a top address microphone. It's what's known as a side address microphone. 
that microphone that looks like R2-D2, you should talk to it like you're talking to R2-D2. You wouldn't talk in the top of R2-D2's head, you'd talk into R2-D2's face. Yes, your microphone has a face. Make sure you're talking into the face of your microphone if it's side address. And if it's not, you should know. And if you don't know, Google. Type in the type of mi microphone you have and say how to use type of microphone. You'll find a picture of somebody talking into it the right way and the wrong way. I almost guarantee it. The other thing about microphones is you can easily get rid of the bad sounds of microphones by not doing things like this. Do you hear that? Do you hear all that? That's hand noise. I'm not changing how I'm talking into the microphone, but I'm, I'm moving the microphone. Stop doing that. Leave it alone. If, you're too, if it's in your hand, why is it in your hand? Stands cost like five bucks. They're cheap. Go buy a stand and put it somewhere where you can talk into it and not have to move it. If you find yourself sharing microphones around with guests, that's a dumb, bad idea. Don't do it. Eliminate the bad sounds coming into your microphone by making sure all of your guests have a good quality microphone. Now, associated with a good microphone is making sure that you don't have bad environment where you're recording. Most of my podcasts, my, my podcasting clients are businesses, and many of those podcasting businesses interview people or have conversations with people, sometimes actually in their office. These offices aren't podcasting studios. These are conference rooms. These are office places where they're in someone's uh, nice big office with glass windows, which are horribly reflective and make for some really bad sounds going back into those microphones. Look, I'm not suggesting you need to build a professional recording studio in your real estate office because that's not what you do. I am suggesting you can eliminate the bad sounds by choosing not to record everything in the conference room. Yes, you want your guests to be comfortable, look professional, sound good, so that they've all got their own microphones. If you have one or two guests, they have their own microphones. You're in your conference room, you're set up, you don't have to do a crazy thing, that's fine. We're naturally going to get some echo and some reflection, which is the same thing, and other challenges with working, recording in a conference room. But you don't have to record your entire show in the conference room. You can record the opening and the closing, the setups, the wrap-ups, all the other parts where it's just you, the host, in a much better environment. And you can make these little cheapo recording booths out of a, a plastic bucket, the thing that you keep your Christmas decorations in, some foam pads, take a blanket, drape it over. It doesn't really matter. No one should be around when you're doing this, so you don't, again, you don't have to set up a professional studio but you should try and sound condition the other parts of your show, the individual parts of your show, so that they don't sound terrible. Eliminate the bad by, not, by choosing to not record all of your show in the conference room, just the bits that you have to. The last bit of eliminating the bad is your voice. Okay, you should know every single person that I know hates their voice when they first start talking into the microphone. Everybody does. It's not just you. It's everybody. Okay, I get that. And also, you should not try to emulate the professional radio voice. That's hard to do. It really is. It takes some time. But I would exercise caution against 
trying so hard to be this neutral, flat, very emotionless voice, which is becoming kind of popular these days. It's called vocal fry, and it happens when you talk at the very bottom of your register like this, and, you know, you just want to be cool, and you want to pretend like you know what you're doing, and make you sound more authentic. It doesn't. It actually is not. That's, that is also hard to do. It's also kind of hard on your voice, I am being told. So, A, don't do that. Let your voice be natural. But here's the trick to eliminating the bad. A lot of people, most people, me included, as a matter of fact, we're okay. We're, we're actually, we're, we're not good. We're not good. The bad comes when we try and read things, when we try to narrate voiceover parts. So this, if you do that on your show, if you have parts of your show which are narrated, where you are reading from a script and you're not very good at it, here's a tip. Don't do it. Have someone else narrate the parts of your show that are scripted out. Or don't script them. Put bullet points together. Change the mod- Modify the way that you do the show to where it's more free-flowing and off-the-cuff, kind of like this particular show. I'm not saying that's going to make a great show, but we're trying to eliminate the bad. What parts of your voice do you not have to do? And what parts of your voice, what parts of the show does have to be done in your voice? So only do the parts of your show in your voice that have to be done. Let everything else, opening, setup, wrap up, any of the other bits, there are lots of people out there who will be happy to play the part of professional voiceover actor on your show. Eliminate the bad. That lets the good stuff shine through for anybody's podcast. Hopefully you took inspiration from this. If you've got a business and you need help doing all of these things and more, get in touch, would you? Evo at podcastlaunch.pro reaches me. You can go to podcastlaunch.pro and get a listing of all of the various services I am currently offering to my clients. And I'll be back tomorrow to wrap up this little mini-series with another podcast pontifications. Cheers! While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion. 
is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.